saying yes and yes and amen. So, I need somebody to come up here and pray for Tara before she speaks. Cam, do you want to come up here and pray for Tara? Cam's been Father God, I thank you for your night word. God, I thank you for Tara. Father Lord, I pray that um, you would um, come between any distractions, Father God, or anything the enemy is trying to speak into her ears, Father God, Lord, that she would listen to only the voice of truth, Father God, and that all of our hearts would be open to hear what you have coming from Tara, Father God, Lord God. And I just pray that you would speak through her tonight, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Camp Spam Green Angel. How's everyone doing tonight? Woo! Michael, can you turn me way down? I'm number three. Um, I'm really excited to be here, and I love camp, and I love camp because I love going to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and waking up at 7 o'clock to your bright, sunshiny faces, and I love running and getting shampoo and hairbrushes every night for the next four days solid. And uh, Just kidding. But I do love you guys, and I'm excited to be here. How many of you, I'm curious, it's your first time at camp with House of Faith ever? Let me see your hands. First time ever. Okay, how many of you, it's your, like, second time at camp? Third time? Fourth time. How many of you, it's your 19th time at overnight camp? There could actually probably be a few hands in here. So um, I'm excited about this week and the things that... Uh, sorry to interrupt, but um, we've been lining the vans up. We just got word from Matt Hammock. I don't know if you guys met him, but he is the camp director. Uh, we had some unfortunate things take place, and we uh, were had to leave. So I'm very sorry, but camp is now, as soon as it started, it is ended. So here in a second, I'm leaving right now. We're going to line up some more vans. I will need some help from some of my adults to get all the vans loaded up, to get these guys packed and loaded as soon as possible. Uh, but I'll let you guys take care of that, Tara and Eva, uh, Mike. So you guys do that. But just you know, we've got to go. Matt is fixed to be in here to give some more instructions as well. Was I supposed to finish my lesson, or is this like? Uh, we, uh, Tom, I, I don't. As soon as Matt gets feeling a little awkward. Okay. Um. Okay. Give me one second. Okay, listen up. Here's what we're going to do. Um, Bailey, will you put this on my back, please? What if that really were true? <laughs> Got you all. Punked you, man. Man, that was like the longest 20 seconds of my life. <laughs> It feels like 100 degrees up here. My pits are profusely sweating, and I actually need my Bible notes back, which I'm really bad at lying, and so... Um, but <laughs> oh, man, we got to try to recover from that one. All right, all right. Everyone say, shh. But think about it. Seriously, think about it for a minute. What if that were the case? And don't answer. It's not just, oh, I would be sad. 
But what if camp was just a good thing and, and it was nothing more than a good thing and we come to camp because it's summer and it's house of faith and, and that's what we do? What if we miss the bigger picture? Because here's what's true of you and I. We miss the big picture all the time. We do. We do. We, we have to have someone get up on the stage and give us a pep talk so that we can feel good and get some fuzzies on the inside and then worship God. When pure and genuine true worship has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with the incredible greatness and majesty and purity and holiness and faithfulness of the one true God. I mean, would we be sad that camp would be canceled? Because, man, I don't get to go to the camp store tomorrow, get my Snickers and Diet Coke at 3 o'clock because it's routine, it's tradition for Big Bear. Or would we be sad that camp is canceled because we're so desperate for a word from God? We didn't come to camp last summer. How did that affect your walk with Jesus Christ? Because if it negatively affected how you view God or how you understand God or how you walk with God, then you are not doing your part and that is on you. You don't need a house of faith camp to know and understand who Jesus is. You don't even need a house of faith to know and understand who Jesus is. The Bible says that you have everything you need to live a life of godliness right before God, right before man. Everything. But I think if we're being really honest tonight and I'm going to cut to the chase, we play games. And that's what we're talking about this week. Our theme is make them count. There's giant clocks hanging everywhere. We got clocks up here. We got a clock on a, on a big screen, and that's not a timer for me to preach and, and to shorten things up, although I'm working on it, okay? Hang with me. But our whole theme is make them count, which is based on Psalm 90:12, which says this. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. See, this week has absolutely nothing to do with camp, honestly. God does great things at camp, yes, but you know what? God does great things at home in your bedroom when you open your word. But it doesn't happen because you're not opening your word. You're playing video games. And then you want to come to the once-a-year camp and get some sort of religious or spiritual high and try to coast off that and try to live off that until the next year. And that's not how God designed it. That's why we're talking about Psalm 90:12, making it count. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What does that even mean? What is wisdom? Here's a simple definition. Wisdom is hearing and doing God's word. Hearing and doing God's word. The Bible says that if any of you lack, you should ask. If any of us lacks wisdom, 
we should ask God for wisdom because he gives generously. It's my number one prayer. God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. I, I want to know and hear your voice. I want to know how to walk worthy. I, I want to know how to do the right thing. I want to have a heart that's quick to obey. I want to know the truth for myself, not just because Jimmy said it or because someone at House of Faith said it. I want to know for myself. We're not going to play camp this year. We're just not. Because God wants to raise up an army of young men and young women who will follow hard after him. And I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care what block you live on in St. Angelo. I don't, I don't care what your family history is. Because you and I, every single day, have 24 hours in a day. And the clock is ticking. And it never stops ticking. And we will never go back to this day again. Whatever you spent, however you spent your time today living, the decisions you made, you can never go back and undo those decisions. Right? But here's what happens. How many of you would say, oh, yeah, I want to read my, I'm going to read my Bible. Yep, totally me. Anyone? There's no one in here that's ever said that. I, okay, I got five people in here. Wow. How many of you have ever said, man, I want to worship God or, or I want to memorize scripture. I want to grow in my walk with the Lord, right? Okay, let me ask you this. How many of you have ever said, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> Real talk. And then tomorrow becomes next week and then next week becomes three years and three years becomes 20 years and next thing you know, you're strung out on something or you're a raging alcoholic just like your daddy was because you never made the most of your time. You never did what you needed to do. You never did what you really wanted to do. And the reality is, you and I want good lives. Don't we? Don't we want our lives to count for something? I mean, really. At the end of the day, we all want to know that we're known, we're connected, we're loved, and that we somehow made a difference. But you will never live that life without the wisdom of God. Never. We can spend our days one of two ways. Watching the clock or numbering our days. Here's how it looks when, you, when we watch the clock. Ready? What time is it? What's next? Hey, when are we going to the pool? I mean, this is like classic camp conversation 101 right here. What's next? What time is it? What's today's date? When's the next thing? We're, we're just watching the clock. We're just waiting for the next book thing, man. We're just waiting for school to start. We're waiting for summer break. We're waiting for Christmas. We're waiting for our birthday. We're waiting, waiting, waiting. And when you wait and you watch the clock, you waste your life. But see, when you number your days, and numbering your days looks like this. Man, God, thank you so much that you woke me up today. Thank you that you woke me up in my right mind and that I can move and I can walk and I can breathe. And God, thank you that we've got food to eat at camp today. And we've got air conditioning in the vans. And God, I've got clothes to wear. And man, God, thank you for my small group leader who would come and put up with my plump tail all week long. 
God, thank you for House of Faith. God, thank you for worshiping people who sound good and can lead us. God, thank you for your word, which is full of truth and life and hope. God, thank you that you haven't given up on me. God, thank you that you love me, that you actually want to spend time with me. God, thank you that you want to change my life and you want to make me brand new from the inside out. That is numbering our days. But is that how you and I live? Not me. (laughs) Getting really hot in here. I think the AC broke. You can spend your life watching the clock or numbering your days. What is wisdom? Wisdom is hearing and doing God's word. We're going to jump through a couple scriptures tonight. It says this uh, in Proverbs. Um, if I would encourage you to read the book of Proverbs. It's a book of wisdom. And it says things like... Um, well, I don't know that I have any memorized off the top of my head, but it's just full of, well, wisdom. <laughs> and so if you want to know and understand what wisdom is, read the book of Proverbs. But it says this in Proverbs 4, verse 5. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. That's wisdom speaking. Those of you who were at camp three years ago... How many of you can tell me what was spoken from God's word? Answer awkward silence. Wow. Let's hop over to Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13. It says this. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. You want to live your best life? You want to be blessed in all that you say and do? And how you live? Get wisdom. Point blank. How do you get wisdom? H-E-B sidewalks now? Help me out. <laughs> How do we get wisdom? Yes, we ask who? Who gives? How does he give? Generously. Everyone say generously. Listen, I love the kitchen ladies I can't because all I have to do is say, Oh, Miss Kathy, I love spaghetti. And you know what Miss Kathy does? She puts a mountain of spaghetti on my tray. She gives generously. And she's not even God. So why would we not ask if God gives generously? That's a promise. It says if you lack wisdom, ask God because he gives generously. So I'm going to ask. Hey God, it's me again. The one right in the short box. Can you give me some wisdom for today? And you know when my most difficult days are? When I don't ask. And I'm trying to do it all on my own. And I'm trying to figure it all out. And I'm trying to dodge flaming arrows and, and, and dodge all these crises of life because life is just difficult sometimes. So who makes it hard on ourselves? Us, right? Is it God's fault? Is it our family's fault? Is it Mr. Jimmy's fault? It's our fault. God says, ask. I love to give. Just ask, baby. I love to give. Proverbs 24, 13 through 14. My son, 
eat honey, for it is good. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. If you find it, there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off. What a loaded promise. It says that wisdom is sweet to your soul. And it says this. If you find it, there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off. So your future, your hope, is entirely dependent on God's faithfulness. Is God faithful? Is God going to keep his word? Your future and your hope is dependent on God's faithfulness, and it's dependent upon you finding wisdom. Whose responsibility is it to find wisdom? Yours. Is it difficult to find wisdom? Anyone? Difficult to find wisdom? Yeah. No. It's not difficult. Oh, my stars. It is not difficult to find wisdom. Listen, God says if you lack wisdom, ask because I love to give it to you. Is it difficult to find wisdom? No. Is wisdom available to anyone? Yes. Is there a limited supply of wisdom? Yes. Will wisdom give you hope in the future? Yes. Will God keep his word? Yes. Should you ask for wisdom? Yes. Okay, now we're tracking. Proverbs 19.8 says this. Whoever gets sense loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will discover good. Proverbs 8, verses 32 through 36. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me, who's the me? Wisdom. Tough crowd on a Monday night. For whoever finds me, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Favor means like good standing. Like he's going to hook it up. But he who fails to find me injures himself. And all who hate me love death. Strong words. Proverbs 16, 16 says this. How much better to get wisdom than gold? (laughs) I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. Come on, time out. I mean, it could have said like Monopoly money, you know, like... (laughs) Better to get wisdom than monopoly money. But it says gold. Well, anyway. How much better to get wisdom than gold? To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. It's better than gold. Proverbs 2, 4 says this. Then you will understand that the fear of the Lord, then, excuse me, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Wisdom. You cannot, boys, stop talking. 
You cannot live in fear of man and live in fear of God at the same time. What does it mean to live in fear of man? Not like, oh, I'm scared Bodhi's going to punch me tonight because Bodhi's strong and I'm a wimp. Living in fear of man means that you want to make everyone happy. Like you you just kind of follow the crowd. You do what everyone else tells you to do. Like if someone says cut your hair, you're like, oh, okay, I'll cut my hair even though you don't really want to cut your hair. You know, like you're kind of like a sheep without a shepherd. When you live in fear of man, you fall prey to pressure. And you start doing really stupid things because you're scared. You're scared that someone's going to be mad at you or not like you. Fear, fearing God, means that you acknowledge him as God, as holy. You respect him. You don't take his name in vain. You, you enter into worship with, with a sacred reverence. As if you're coming before royalty, because I'm telling you, he's royalty. I mean, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, he will never stop being God. Nobody's ever going to win a lawsuit against him. Nobody's ever going to dethrone him. No one's ever going to kick him out. (laughs) Fearing God means, God, I acknowledge that you are God, and I'm a sinful, broken human. Have mercy on me, God. Forgive me. Cleanse me. You cannot live in fear of man and fear the Lord at the same time. Psalm 19.7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The law of the Lord is perfect. Let's talk about God's word. Reviving the soul means it breathes fresh life into your soul. Our souls get beaten up, beaten down, battered, bruised. You know, life just kind of takes a hit on you and you you end up a little jaded, you know? Kind of salty. And instead of reaching out and worshiping God, you're like, man, I I just don't know. This whole reckless love thing, I'm kind of over it. The Bible says that God's word, the law of the Lord, revives our souls. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Every single minute, 250 people are born every day. I've been up here 22 minutes. 22 times 250 is, I don't know. I don't have my calculator. That's a lot of people. But in that same minute, Not only are 250 people born, 105 people die. There are 2 billion people in the world who don't know Jesus Christ. They don't have a house of faith. They don't have a Brownwood camp where they get to come and not only worship but play games and hang out and meet new friends. And man, your your counselors, your small group leaders, they're the best of the best, man. They're awesome. They're some of my good friends, and you know what? They really love Jesus, and they care a lot about you. Kitchen ladies, they've been praying for you nonstop for weeks. It's because they love you. It's a big deal. Your life matters, and our days are numbered. And God tells us 
Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom because when you and I have wisdom, we not only walk like Jesus, we talk like Jesus, we sound like Jesus, we look like Jesus, we smell like Jesus. And then guess what? We go home and people say, hey, what's up with you, homie? You, you ain't, dude, I don't know. He's chipping. He, he, he's not coming to the party Friday. What is up? And then people begin to ask questions. And then you get to tell them what you know. That there is a God who loves them. And a God who is big enough to save a day. And, and a God who loves to forgive. He loves to forgive. Teach us to number our days. That we may get a heart of wisdom. My hope and prayer for you this week at camp, I'm about to close, is this. That this won't be just another camp experience. That it won't be another camp high where it's like, yeah, cool. Uh, we're all singing our hearts out by Thursday night. And, and, and maybe we cry and we laugh and we have some good conversations. But then we go back home. And it's six months down the road. You're, you're doing the same stupid stuff that you were doing before you came to camp. That's not wisdom. That's what we call a cycle. Proverbs calls it a dog returning to its vomit. True story. My hope and prayer for you this week is that you will encounter the living God and that there will be a radical change because there is a world that is desperate for hope and desperate to know if God is real and if he actually keeps his word. What will you do with the time you've been given this week? How will you spend your days? When will the word of God become more precious to you than your social media? And I'm talking to myself first. When will the heart of God matter more than Snapchat streaks? When will honoring God with our lives and the things we say and how we live be more important to us than if we match? Or if we look good? Or if we got in the exact cabin group with our bestie? When that day comes for you and I, that's when revival begins. And God sets the world on fire. And he wants to do that through you. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. God, thank you for what you want to do this week. Father, I'm asking that you would engrave your word on our hearts in the deepest way. God, that by your spirit and according to your word, you would teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Thank you for loving us. God, thank you for choosing us. Thank you that your wisdom is far more valuable than gold and silver. God, teach us what that means. In Jesus' name, amen.